Well, hello there, and welcome back to another episode of the Vision Driven Mom podcast. I am so glad that you're here. Now, I know you've heard me say this week after week, but it really warms my heart that you keep coming back to these conversations and that you're finding as much value in them as I do. Now, these incredible women that I get to meet here on the show are an example that we are resourced as moms. We are supported and that anything is possible, even in the midst of motherhood. Now, I think you're really going to love this next conversation. We go deep into a modality that I use with my clients that has been groundbreaking. Now, before I introduce my next guest, I wanted to let you know about something really big that's coming soon. I swear it's coming soon. I know I've been saying this for quite a while, but it really is coming. I'm starting a movement. No, really. The Vision Driven Mom movement is coming, and I cannot wait to share it with you. It has been percolating in my mind and in my heart for years, and it's finally making its way into the world. Because what I've learned throughout this journey called motherhood is that we can do anything together. Now, the Vision Driven Mom movement is all about being what you want your children to see, even if you've tried other mind-body practices that haven't been effective. It's about intentionally moving your body and your life forward with grace and calm confidence. It's about stepping away from what's keeping you stuck and moving toward what lights you up mind, body, and soul. It's about creating the life that you desire for yourself, your children, and the world with a collective of like-minded moms. Now, I'm putting the finishing touches on the Vision Driven Mom movement right now, and I just can't wait to share it with you. Now, in the meantime, be on the lookout for the announcement. Now, if you haven't already, download the Vibe Care Toolkit at vibecaretoolkit.com. That's going to get you on my email list, and you'll be the first to know about all of the goodness yet to come. Now, speaking of the Vibe Care Toolkit, My next guest and I have a fantastic conversation about about a modality, a tool that every mom should should have in their vision-driven mom toolkit, okay? It's called EFT or tapping. Now, Sarah Whiteside is a certified EFT practitioner and intuitive business coach specializing in work with new online entrepreneurs who are stuck in a loop of personal development, imposter syndrome, sounds familiar, and perfectionism. Get out of your head, she says, and take confident action in your business with Sarah's Arise coaching framework and EFT skill set. Now, Sarah helps her clients identify limiting patterns and beliefs that gives them the tools and confidence to break through the glass ceiling that society has built above her who dreams of changing lives with powerful messages and content. Sarah lives in Virginia with her chef husband and two sons. Enjoy the show. This is the Vision Driven Mom podcast, and I'm your host, Tracy Nolan Bierman, for moms, by moms who believe that anything is possible, even in the midst of motherhood. Each week, you'll hear firsthand relatable stories from moms that have journeyed through motherhood from fear, loss, and heartbreak to healing, empowerment, and success. Motherhood is truly the journey of a lifetime, so let's enjoy the ride together. Well, hello, Sarah, and welcome to the show. I am so excited that you are here today. 
Thank you, Tracy. It is so great to be here. And I'm so excited that we're finally getting to have this conversation. I know we have been we've been going back and forth for quite a while now. And so the anticipation is just killing me. I'm so excited about this conversation. I'm super excited about our topic and what you teach, too. So can you tell us a little bit about your journey, about how you got to be a certified EFT practitioner and an intuitive um, business coach? Sure. So my journey has been rather short um, in terms of duration in a lot of people that I've met along the way who are have also gone on to become EFT practitioners. They've been introduced to tapping, doing tapping in some shape or form for 10 years or more. EFT tapping and EFT stands for emotional freedom techniques. So they've been doing some sort of tapping for years and years. It originated in the 90s as a an offshoot of thought field therapy. Mm-hmm. And so uh, for me, it was maybe, I would say about four years ago that I was first exposed to tapping um, through Gabby Bernstein and through the tapping solution, a very common way that people kind of come into this awareness of what tapping is, because um, both of those uh, entities are are come through Hay House. So, you know, that's a great place. If you, uh, when we connected and you said, you know, kind of a one woo coach and I was like, yes, (laughs) I totally identified with that. And I was like, this is the kind of person that I love to talk with. Um, And for me, my um, entry into EFT was so important because it, it became a way that I could finally connect with my emotions through my body. Mm, So my past, my history, my also my current is in health and wellness. So physical exercise, I've been a fitness and nutrition coach. I am a certified athletic trainer. So I worked in high schools for over 10 years, rehabbing injuries, taking care of concussions, things like that. And so as I was working as a fitness and health coach with an MLM, it, it very quickly became apparent to me that people would get into these repetitive patterns with their weight loss, with their nutrition habits, with their health. And, you know, you can see it very clearly from the outside sometimes and not so much from the inside. But, you know, I myself was going through these patterns on the inside that, I kept repeating because I never addressed the emotional issue behind them. Mm -hmm. And so when I was introduced to EFT tapping and I was somebody who always considered myself a bad meditator, like I can't do this because my brain's going all these different places. As soon as I incorporated my body into this practice, because you're tapping, on those meridian endpoints and you're speaking words at the same time, it all kind of came together and just made so much sense to me. So I started looking more into it and it's research backed. There are over 250 published articles, you know, in peer reviewed journals that support the research behind EFT tapping. And that was really important to me as somebody who's also an allied health practitioner. So- I was like, this makes sense. There's research behind it. I can really get on board. And so I dove into it. I attended uh, 
the first online ASEP conference um, when COVID hit as a scholarship recipient and met my mentor that I then did my EFT training with. So I am certified through EFT International. Mm -hmm. It's a very large organization um, and very clinically based, lots of just solid practice requirements to go through the certification and so i feel that in even though it's been a short journey for me and getting here to becoming an eft practitioner it just made so much sense to me it was like right. this is the thing and i spent several years i had left my full-time job um to help raise my family because i was away from the house from 2 to 10, 10 p.m when i was working um so i had come home and I was searching for so long. I was just in this kind of black hole of like, I don't know what I'm supposed to be doing. And when I found EFT, it was like, oh, is this the thing? Mm, <laughs> and it right. was. And I started working with a coach. I thought I needed a business coach at the time. She was also a practitioner. And I was like, this is it. Like, this makes sense in my life and how it works. And it was just such a beautiful um place to come to but it, yeah. you know as everything does it kind of took a while to get there <laughs> right right you know i call that following your yellow brick road right you're following 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 there's something you're listening to your intuition takes you over here and you get to mm -hmm. kind of sample and is that right and I, I, I really that's a beautiful story and i i love that connection so you worked you were in your your previous um previous work you were working in the body right yes. and then but there's that connection right that mind and body connection i mean it makes complete sense it's so journey, beautiful it? yes and when you talk about being able to feel good in motherhood yeah before i found eft i was in a place where i was really not feeling good in motherhood right um after my two boys were born 19 months apart i was experiencing what i then didn't know were symptoms of narcolepsy Mm, and oh, wow. so I wasn't diagnosed until five or six years after I had my boys. And so part of my healing process from being diagnosed with narcolepsy, really struggling with that just daily fatigue. I mean, I could sleep nine or 10 hours and wake up and still feel like I had been hit by a truck and I was completely exhausted and I could lay down and take a nap anytime of the day. Right. You know, so it really starts to interfere with like, having a good relationship with my husband and being available for my children. And, right. and so I was diagnosed. I went on medication for a few years. I was not feeling it with the medication. It made my head spin. And then I, I actually I went vegan first. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, and then I, when I found EFT, I've actually been able to kind of like wean back in, like I eat, I'm kind of pescatarian at this point. Right. Um, but I've been able to not be as strict with my diet because mm. I'm doing more of the emotional work. The more right. I have done the emotional work, the better my symptoms are. And when I'm not taking care of myself emotionally, guess what spikes? My narcolepsy symptoms. I totally hear you. I, I completely isn't that the most interesting. And that's that that's the that's the gauge. That's my gauge. I know when when I'm um, 
So for me, it's uh, it's kind of hormonal. I know when I start feeling these, you know, when the hormones are wacky, it's because I'm not taking care of myself. And uh, and the tapping is incredible for all of that. So yeah. that's, um, and I love that you share that story too, because that is brilliant. My kids, 17 months apart. Oh yeah. my goodness. I remember researching, like, what do you do? How do you make it when you have two under two? How do you yeah. do it? And then I realized, well, everybody is just, they're just doing what they have to do. <laughs> they're just really kind of surviving through the, you know, it's, but, but now it's great. <laughs> But, um, but anyway, can you tell us what EFT tapping is? And that, I think that, that our listeners would really love to know what exactly is it? Right. So, because a lot of people haven't heard about it, it is, right. you know, it is becoming a little bit more prominent, especially if you're in the world of, you know, personal development or into meditation type things, um, you may have heard of it and still not know what it is. And so right. what EFT is, it stands for emotional freedom techniques. And so it's a bundle of techniques that uses tapping using the fingertips. It's based in, you know, the science of acupuncture and this Eastern medicine traditions of using the energy meridians in the body to help, mm -hmm. to help rebalance your energy. And right. so what we know now is that when you're tapping on the, the meridian points, and we use points on the top of the head, the face and the upper body, when you're tapping and also on the hand, when you're tapping on those points, it sends signals through your nervous system to the brainstem. Mm -hmm. It helps to calm the brainstem mm -hmm. and the amygdala from that fight, flight, freeze, or fawn response. Right. And I was in that freeze response, I felt like for years. Mm -hmm. Like it wasn't even fight or flight. And some people are in that flight phase a lot where they're like, just keep going, keep going, keep going. Um, well, I was in that place when I was more when I was working. And then when I yeah. stopped working, it, it like almost got worse. And then I was felt frozen. Yeah. And so it calms that fight, flight or freeze response. And it allows the frontal cortex part of the brain to actually kick in and work the way it's supposed to work again. Right. Because when your brainstem is in control of your body because of the stress response that you're under, and I think we underestimate the amount of stress that we are under. I mean, anytime you get a notification on your phone, that is literally a stress to your body. It right. sends us those hits of, you know, dopamine because it makes us feel good because there's something going on that we can check into, but it's a stress. Yeah. And so as your brainstem is just continually responding that way, and it responds the same way to the stress on your phone or the stress of your kids, the same way it would respond to a bear outside the cave. And so your body's ready to go and your the frontal cortex shuts down because you're in survival mode. Mm -hmm. And so we're, we're there all the time. We're continuously in survival mode unless you have a beautiful self-care routine that you're 100% dedicated to. Um, and as much as some of us try and we want to do all of the things, it's like, I don't know where to fit this into my life. I don't know how to do this because my kids are so young and I'm always having to be attentive to them. 
Um, and that's another reason why I was really drawn to EFT tapping because it was something I felt like I could do anywhere or anytime. Right. I mean, I do it in the car all the time and I just start tapping on those points. You know, something keeps spinning through my head and I'm like, I'm so tired of just thinking about this thing. And, and I can tap on those points and bring down the anxiety around it, bring down the worry around it. Right. And then your brain starts to be more creative about coming up with solutions mm. because when you're in that fight or flight response, you can't be creative. And so a lot of us, you know, those of us who are creative souls, I, I'm a dancer. I still dance and that's a beautiful, you know, stress release for me. Right. But for those who might be, you know, visual artists or writers, if they are under so much stress, whether it be back-end business things or things in relationships that are going on in their life, if they're so stressed out about those things, they can't, they can't be creative. The creative part of their brain just is not working optimally because of the stress in their life. Right. And so we tap on these meridian points. It shifts the way our brain works. We now know that it has drastic reduction in cortisol, which mm. we all know cortisol is that stress hormone. So you can do tapping. And there are studies that show up to a 46% reduction in cortisol levels after wow. one session of tapping. So it's just incredible. And that's been repeated. They were like, yeah. oh, that's got to be a total, you know, fluke. There was something wrong with that study. That, that has been repeated in research. Right. And there's also now they can do functional MRIs. Now we're still a little bit limited by our medical, um, the tools that we use for medical analysis because we right. can't actually do an MRI while somebody is tapping. We have <laughs> yeah, to do kind exactly. of a before and after. So right. until the until the technology catches up with us, then you know mm -hmm. we're still a little bit limited in what we can look at, but. There are just amazing studies going on all the time. There's there's so much in the area of PTSD in mm. um, in diet and weight loss. Is mm -hmm. there's a lot of research as well. So those being able to take somebody and say using this technique of EFT in six to eight sessions, they can achieve the reduction in PTSD symptoms as much as years of traditional talk therapy. Right. So there are lots of clinical therapists that are using EFT as a technique now in their practice because it's so effective and it's so beautiful in the way it works to resolve the emotional components around the things that we have been through. Right. And a lot of times those are things that we're not even consciously aware of that they're affecting us. I was listening to a recent podcast of yours and, and you were talking about the generational wounding yeah. and the generational trauma. And we often are not even aware of how that's affecting us. But there are also now studies that show that EFT has changes in epigenetics, which is, you know, are those genes turned on or off? So, you know, genetically, you might be predisposed to, um, say, hoarding food or things in your house because your grandparents were part of, you know, the Depression era and, right, and right. It, things were just so hard to come by. And so you find yourself hoarding. I have a chair thing. Okay, this is totally weird. <laughs> I have this obsession with chairs, old chairs in particular. I have in this room that I'm sitting in right now, there are 
four chairs for one person. <laughs> and some of them I've picked up on the side of the road. The one I'm sitting in, I bought for a dollar at an auction. Like, and, and I was thinking about this, but my grandfather was one of 12 children. Wow. You think there were adequate chairs for everybody to sit around the dining room table at the time. And he was the youngest of 12 children. Right. And I was like, oh my God. And so when we, when they moved him out of his house into his apartment, he had like 20 chairs in this one little apartment for himself. And I'm like, <laughs> oh my God, it's not me. This didn't come from me. But right. you know, and I can look back on that and go, this is part of my history. And it, I feel like it's something that if I really wanted to get rid of the chairs at this point, I could. Right. But before it was like, I was hoarding these things and I didn't even know why. And that was why, but the, the awareness around it, I don't think really ever would have come to the front of my mind. Um, if I hadn't been doing some of this healing work and doing EFT and just allowing the stress to kind of melt away through doing that tapping, you know, yeah, it's absolutely. great. It's great to be able to meditate. It's great to be able to go out and take a walk. I love to go ground myself, like just go walk out in the grass. But, you know, you don't always have those opportunities or the weather's not cooperating or the time. Um, but there are tapping techniques that you can use that aren't even visible to other people. Um, and those are fun little techniques to be able to teach people as well, that you can just tap on your fingertips in certain places. And it has the same effect as if you're doing what we know is kind of the traditional sequence for EFT. Right, right. Yeah, that is incredible. And I love that chair thing. And here's what I have. So I have been, I think, I think I, I started with the, um, the, uh, the World Tapping Summit. Yes. It was, it was either the first one or the second one. So it's been, okay. it's been a while that that was my first introduction. I do tapping on my own. I've, I've recently in the past year have really brought, I've been, I've talked about tapping in my work, but I've really brought it into my work and I've kind of done my own, um, my own little experiment with myself about tapping through and for me, and tell me if this is something, something that you can relate to. So when you talk about your chairs, I think about, um, uh, when I'm tapping and I'm, and I'm saying a script or actually sometimes I use a script and sometimes I use my own, you know, I'm, I just kind of do it, um, do what, what comes to me. And I find that like more and more comes out than what I originally had, um, had Always. intended on. Right. So yes. that chair thing and all of these realizations that I kind of feel like, like, you know, like if you have a, like a water pump outside and you pump, pump, pump from a well, and at first yes. it comes out like really mucky. And then eventually it comes out crystal clear. I feel like the tapping really helps me get into the deepest parts of me and of my clients that, yes. that you're, we're not on, on a, on a, just a, a, you know, in our normal everyday life that we're not able to access. Do you have experience with that too? Absolutely. Absolutely. There's so much, um, deep healing work that, that can be done. Even with their techniques, if you're working with a practitioner, there are techniques that a practitioner can use that if you have traumas that you don't even feel comfortable talking about, you can still process through those traumas with something called the silent movie technique or right. um, tell the story. And they're just so beautiful to be able to see people heal those 
deep wounds that are holding and and we don't realize what is holding us back a lot of the times right as part of my certification process i had to submit session notes for review and part of that was like setting goals with the clients that i was working with and i was having a really hard time writing up these goals in as a really a smart goal and i was like right. oh i just i don't like smart goals ew they give me like but as I did a tapping session on this with another practitioner, because I was like, I've got to get over this. This is part of my certification. Like I've got to figure out what's under this and I'm tapping through it. And it only took 20 minutes. And all of a sudden I'm back in my office, sitting at my desk. I can just see it so crystal clear sitting there agonizing over setting these smart goals mm. because it was part of the, you know, your teacher evaluation process for the year. And I would, would just, I would get so angry about it because I had to do the same thing the teachers did, even though I was an athletic trainer. And so I was always trying to figure out like, how do I make this work for me? And, and then I was even more irritated because I knew that probably nobody was even going to read those goals that I set because right. I was not getting the evaluations on an annual basis the way I was supposed to be getting them. And we tapped through that in 20 minutes. And I'll tell you, I had not a single problem writing another smart goal in my session notes from there on out. And right. I also went to phys physical therapy that day for my neck. And my therapist was like, because we had talked, we had tapped on the tension that I was having in my shoulders as I was relive, kind of re-envisioning this experience mm -hmm. and tapped on ten feeling that tension in my shoulders. And my therapist was like, your neck has never moved this well before. And wow. I didn't actually make that connection until the right. next day when I woke up and I was like, oh my God, we did tapping right before my physical therapy. Um, so the way that it has this effect both on your physical body and on the mental clarity of like, this was all connected to, you know, my work experiences. And I've had other tapping sessions where it's been like, boom, the light goes off. And I'm like, oh my goodness, I felt so undervalued and underappreciated at that job. And right. that's why I'm having trouble putting my whole self into this new thing that I'm doing. And we all have that. We all have those feelings of underappreciation or not worthy enough in, in something. And it's just not clear to us a lot of the time, right? Because right. we spend so much of our life just smashing all of those emotions down into that bag and we put it on our shoulder and it gets heavier and heavier by the year and we continue to carry it. And it continues to keep us in the same patterns until you, you have to unpack that bag. Right. And right. EFT is so beautiful and effective in doing that, but we do it in a safe way. Yeah. You know, if you are ugly crying every single time you tap, you're kind of doing it wrong. Yeah. <laughs> like yeah. some people are like, oh, well, it's such a good energetic release. Like tears are okay, but the ugly crying or feeling like you're unsafe or like that's, those are danger signs. And right. so using a script is great to get you started sometimes, but you do have to be careful because sometimes there, there can be those statements that they'll use in some of those scripts that if it sends you over the edge and you're crying, turn the script off, turn the audio off and just keep tapping. Yeah. Just keep tapping until it brings that emotion back down to a reasonable level. Right. Right. Yeah. That's, I, I love that. And I, so two things I want to talk about um let me write them down the first um the first thing is the um um 
I felt with the experiment that I did with myself, not only was I uncovering things like the chair thing, like, like you did, mm-hmm. I also realized that when I was tapping regularly, you know, a daily, that the next time it came to this issue, I wasn't like you talk about the, the backpack. I wasn't yes. carrying yesterday's or last week's or 10 years ago. I wasn't carrying that into my session. Yes. So I, and it was just, it was this brilliant, like, oh, I'm coming into it with how I'm feeling today. And what are the nuggets that I can get today rather than rather it was really interesting. Have you, have you had that experience too? That realization that, oh my gosh, yeah, I'm coming at it brand new with new eyes. Yes. So you, you finally allow yourself to process and get through the emotion. So when we take an emotion and we're afraid to experience it and we put it in that bag and we shove it away and we go, I'll deal with it later. And then we never deal with it later. Yeah. It keeps, it keeps creeping out because we haven't dealt with it. And so when you actually process the emotion, and this was kind of a strange situation to be in sometimes when you're so upset or angry by something and it's affecting so many aspects of your life and you do tapping on it and say your intensity is like an eight when we start on the topic and we tap a few rounds and you're like down to a two or a three. And I can tell, I tell people sometimes it feels really weird to get to this one or even a zero and feel neutral about the situation because you're like, but 20 minutes ago, I was so pissed. I was ready to punch a hole in the wall. Right. And now I'm like looking at this same situation and going, okay. Like it just feels like a fact now. It's not. And sometimes we do like, we're going to hold some of that anger. Anger serves a purpose a lot Mm -hmm. of the time. You know, if you hate your job, we don't want to get rid of that feeling entirely because if your goal is to leave the job, then, you know, you need a little motivation, right? Right, so, right. But we want to take down the intensity of the anger around maybe what's going on at the job or having to go there every day so that you can still be functional. Yeah. So that you can then put your energy and effort into doing the other thing that is the thing that you really want to leave your job to do. Exactly. And so we, you know, the goal is not always to get to zero on the intensity. Right. The goal is to make it a learning experience to be able to take and say, okay, what have I learned about this emotion and how it made me feel? And how can I take that forward into, um, you know, this next conversation that I'm going to have with my husband or, um, and I do a lot of EFT on myself around conversations that I need to have with people. Mm-hmm. And oftentimes when I do that, I'm like, oh, there's this thing that we need to talk about. And I'm really like not feeling good about that. And I do the tapping and it, it doesn't just shift the energy in you. It shifts the energy for everybody around you. Right. Right. And so like maybe I was tapping on a conversation I need to have with my husband and he walks in the door and he says something that's so opposite of the direction I thought the conversation was going to go. I'm like, Did, does he have a microphone in my right. room? Because I know? feel like he heard everything that I said. Um, and it just is, it's mind blowing to me still that that can happen and that we can have such an effect on those around us. Right. And I mean, it shouldn't surprise me, but it's just beautiful the way it has shifted our relationship and it has shifted um, 
you know, how my, my kids and my relationship is and, and the time that we spend together and they know I do tapping and they do tapping too. And that's so fun to share with them. Like they're yeah. still at an age where they're like, okay, this is cool. Like I can do this, you know, right. they get to be teens and I'm sure they'll push it off for a while, but um, it's so fun to share that and to see, you know, how my experience of motherhood has changed mm. by incorporating this work into my life. Right, right. I love that. And it's beautiful. And here's the thing too, is when we're, when we're tapping, we're transmuting the energy, right? We're yeah. changing the energy. We're changing the vibe in our, but yeah. we're changing our vibe, right? Yeah. So when our vibe changes, everything around us changes as well. You know, so like you said, it's not surprising. It is surprising, but it's not surprising because that's what we're doing. We're changing our energy. We're transmuting the anger or the sadness or whatever that is. We're transmuting it and doing something productive with it, right? Sometimes right. we're just letting it, let, you know, letting it move through us and go. And sometimes we're coming up with the solutions. I love what you talked about, about the the creativity. When we mm -hmm. are able to, to tap through our emotions and the things that are keeping us stuck, then we're open to our brilliance, right? Our creative selves. That's who we are. I have such a good story about that. I'll make it quick. I was working with a woman a year ago when I was going through my certification and she was so irritated because all through, it had been about seven months into COVID at that point. And she was like, I'm so just irritated. I've been stuck down in this in this basement. It's also my husband's work office, but I've had to do all my work down here and I want to do these videos and I want to set this thing up, but that means I need to move his stuff and I don't want to move his stuff. And we kept tapping and tapping and tapping. And at the end of the session, she went, wait, I have a spare room upstairs that's not being used for anything. And it has beautiful light. And I have this couch that I saved from my office that I had to close the lease on because I couldn't do in-person counseling anymore. And I have this couch and I can put it in there and boom. Right. Like it had been six months that she had been consigning herself to resigning herself to being in that basement office. And we did one tapping session and she's like, well, shoot. <laughs> I don't right. know why I didn't think about this before, but she didn't think about it before because she was so in the emotion of what it felt like to be stuck there. Right. And right. when we could clear that and just let it, let all the frustration come up and to vocalize that sometimes, because I think, especially as women, sometimes we're still afraid to speak what we're really feeling because we're afraid that we're going to hurt somebody else's feelings right. and we don't want that either. So we hold it inside. We don't let it process. And just in vocalizing it sometimes can give people such the sense of release and relief at the same time. Yeah, and that exactly. is such a beautiful thing to see them experience the power that they have in their own words. And that's right. why I love to teach EFT tapping. I love to teach how, how teach people how to use their own words because people always go, but I don't know where to start. Like, what yeah. am I supposed to say? That's always the biggest question I get. And so teaching people to tune into that emotion tune into where they're feeling it in their body, make the setup statements really simple and not change the phrases every single time you're changing a tapping point. It's okay to just tap on this frustration. I'm feeling this frustration. 
all this frustration and just keep repeating, repeating that phrase the whole time while you're tapping on the different points. Yeah. So that, that brings me into, can you, um, can you tell us a little more about the how, like sure. we talked about what it is, but how, how do you do it? I mean, cause mm -hmm. when you, when you talk, you know, tapping what I have, a, I have a client right now who calls it thumping and I just love that. <laughs> like, yeah, I've been thumping. I've been doing a lot of thumping lately. That's I just so funny. love that. But, but because it's not something that we're used to doing yeah. and yeah. I'll have to tell you that just a, a, a quick little, um, so we, you, you were talking about how do you fit it into your life? I'm a walker. I love to walk. It's part of my self-care. And so I just, I, um, I tap while I walk yeah. and I tap on the greenway. I tap in the street, wherever I'm, wherever I'm, um, I'm, uh, I'm walking and I've gotten to the point where people are looking at me like, what in the heck is that lady doing? And I'm like, I don't care. I'm tapping and I'm talking to myself and I'm tapping and I'm talking to myself. So tell us a little bit more about how do you do it? I love that. That is so beautiful. And I want, I even wish sometimes that I was in that place where I could just absolutely tap anywhere I go, but you right. know, I'll, I'll get there. I've got a little bit of work to do still, right? <laughs> right. Well, so, some, it's not all the time. Sometimes I'm yeah. like, Ooh, there's a big gaggle of people. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I can, what is wrong with her? <laughs> but you can, um, I did this reel one time on Instagram and it is just, you, people tap and they don't realize it. Okay. So, you know, people will sit there and they'll tap on their chin or their teeth or mm. like massage their temple or squeeze between squeeze the bridge of their nose. Right. All I hadn't even thought those, about that. Yes. All of those are natural meridian endpoints that we tap on. So I'll go right. ahead and talk everybody through the tapping points. So okay. when we do EFT tapping with our basic EFT um, format. So this is the techniques are very broad, but this is kind of the basic format. Um, we start tapping on the side of the hand. So mm -hmm. you can use your dominant hand or non-dominant. I tend to tap with my right hand because I'm right-handed. So I'm tapping on the left side of my hand on the pinky side. And we do the setup statement on the side of the hand and we repeat that three times. So this is kind of like your, I'm, taking the emotion out of the bag mm -hmm. and I'm going to look at it and right. say, let's say it's frustration. Even though I'm feeling this frustration because my to-do list today is a thousand miles long and I don't even know where to start. And then I ask people, where do you feel that in your body? Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. right now I kind of feel it in my chest. So I'm going to say, and I feel this tightness in my chest. Mm -hmm. And I deeply and completely accept myself. So that acceptance statement has to feel true to you though. And I'll tell you, when I started tapping, I could not say that. I could not. Interesting. I did right. not deeply and completely accept myself. Mm -hmm. um, I start a lot of people with, this is a human emotion and I'm willing to witness it. Mm, or, beautiful. Right. I'm, I'm willing to witness how I feel right now. Mm -hmm. Okay. A lot of people feel pretty comfortable saying, I'm just willing to witness how I feel. Willing okay? to, that's a beautiful yeah. word. Absolutely. Cause just in just starting to tap, you're already, you're already willing, you're willing to do right. the work you're here. You started tapping. Um, sometimes I've said, I don't accept how I feel, but I'm willing to do some tapping right now. Right. Right. <laughs> because we just don't want to accept that we're feeling that way sometimes. But let, so even though I feel this frustration, 
frustration, this tightness in my chest, thinking about my to-do list today, I'm willing to witness how I feel. Mm -hmm. And we do it a third time, even though we're still tapping on the side of the hand, even though I feel this frustration, this tightness in my chest, I'm willing to witness how I feel today. Mm -hmm. And then we move to tapping on the top of the head, just right on the crown of the head and just repeat that emotion that you're feeling, this frustration. And then we move to the top of the eyebrow, right on the inside point by our nose. We say this frustration I'm feeling. And then we move to the outside point of the eyebrow next to the eye, kind of by the temple, this frustration in my chest. And then move underneath the eye, still on the bony area, feeling this frustration. And then you move right under the nose. So just tapping with two or three fingers, feeling this frustration. And then we move under the bottom lip. A lot of people will cue it as the chin point, but it's actually, it's right under the lip is the point you want to hit. This frustration I'm feeling. And then move to just both hands underneath the collarbones, feeling this frustration in my chest. And then you move underneath the arm, kind of about a hand width under the armpit or right about the bra line for the women, if you're wearing one. Sometimes I don't. <laughs> Hey, COVID did that for a lot of us. They right. that freedom. <laughs> and tapping under the arm. So um, in some, some setups, you'll see people start at the eye and finish at the head. But, you know, I was taught, like, just start at the top and work your way down. It doesn't really matter the order. And you don't even have to do the setup statement on the side of the hand. If you're in the heat of the moment, like the kids are driving you absolutely bonkers and you run into the bathroom and instead of grabbing the Oreo cookies on your way to the bathroom, right. just go to the bathroom, sit yourself down and start tapping on the points like mm -hmm. they're driving me freaking crazy top of the right. head top of the eye they're absolutely driving me nuts side of the eye they're driving me so crazy and you you calm down that feeling a little bit and all of a sudden this little thought bubble will come into your head and sometimes it does initially the more you're practice at it the more the thought bubbles come faster i think and that's the clarity around it the oh, I'm not really irritated with the kids. I'm actually worried about this conversation I've got to have with my husband about, mm, right. you know, the finances. And you're like, oh, now I'm taking, you know, so it, it becomes this beautiful awareness where you can separate things. Right. Because right. I think when we get so emotional about things, everything gets all tied up. Yeah. And it just all gets messy. And so when you can have this clarity and really separate things out and be like, okay, this is the thing with my partner and the money over here. This is what's going on with the kids. I'm taking care of myself. I'm taking care of my nervous system by taking five minutes to tap yeah. and I can go out. And by the time you go out, I'll tell you, hopefully the kid's energy is probably shifted already because you took care of your own. Right. I right. kind of wish I had had the opportunity to do this when my kids were really young yeah. <laughs> to see that in action. So, you know, maybe, maybe that's, I need to manifest the client who's got really young kids. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> see how it works for them. I'm amazing. Right. And I wasn't when my kids, um, my kids, my kids were younger. Well, I did used to tap with them at night. We would do what I call the the grateful prayer, yeah. and we would talk about three things that were grateful, or I'd encourage them to to say three things that they were grateful for. And I would tap 
on the points on their yeah. bodies and of course under the arm. And then they always wanted to, you know, they always wanted to tap under my arm and make it silly, but it was yes. really sweet, but it was something that we did together. Mm -hmm. um, but I wasn't doing it regularly enough. It was more of an, you know, I was really being introduced to us, but I can totally see it in my, in my life. And you're right. Now that they're, yeah. um, now that they're um, tweens and teens, they're, eh, I don't, yeah, you know, not eh, so much. I don't want to do the meditation. I don't want to do the breathing. I don't want to do the tapping, but they have it still, you know, right. and they yeah. see me doing it. Mm -hmm. And so I really do believe that, you know, when they, when they um when they see us you know we're we're their role models right they're watching yeah. us always yeah sarah well the other thing i wanted to bring up one other thing that people yeah. ask about a lot when they're first exposed to tapping because we have such a um you know if you're in this space like you're used to you're looking for the positivity and so people go why do you focus on the negative emotion right oh i'm glad and you brought that up yeah so let's start by saying emotions are human Mm -hmm. Okay. Whether they are quote unquote, good, bad, positive, negative, there's a spectrum of them. Mm -hmm. It is not necessarily bad to experience negative emotions. And right. we meet and accepting that, accepting that those emotions are here to tell a story, you know, help us learn through an experience. That is part of being a human being. Right. But when we do the tapping and we are focusing on this frustration this frustration as we're tapping it's like cleaning underneath your your uh couch we right. just moved in a new set of furniture and mm -hmm. i'll tell you i as often as i pull that couch out from the wall i am always shocked at how much stuff is under there right <laughs> the socks and the dog hair and the lollipop sticks and i'm like i'm never buying a lollipop ever again <laughs> um but you pull in the Nerf bullets, you know, cause right. I've got boys. So the yeah. Nerf bullets are always everywhere and you pull that couch out and it's, it's just gross, but you cannot take care of that dirt under there unless you pull the couch out. Oh, so this, I love is, that analogy. this is what yeah. we're doing with the tapping is we're pulling that couch out from the wall. We're really seeing what's underneath. We're seeing what we've put in that bag that we've been carrying on our shoulder for so long right. and saying, look, here it is. I'm aware of what's going on now. I'm actually even willing to kind of accept that I feel this way. Mm -hmm. And now I can have some, I can kind of bring some closure to this experience or, you know, learn the lesson that I'm supposed to be learning from this. And so that's why we tap on those quote unquote negative emotions. That's what's coming up. You know, I think I've even heard you say it, you know, when you fe are feeling that negative emotion, you feel closed in, you feel tight, you feel tension, you feel heavy. When you are experiencing those good vibes, those good emotions, we feel light, we feel airy, we feel open, we feel, you know, like our hearts are open. Yeah. And so when you tap, you literally can feel that shift in that, you know, the tightness in the chest resolves, it goes away, you start to feel more open. And when you feel more open and your energy is open, you know, you will attract the good to you. So right. it is still a law of attraction because when you can clear out that mess under the couch, all of a sudden you want to like clean up the rest of the room too. And then right. all of the other beautiful things start to fill that space. Yeah, absolutely. I love that. I love that analogy with the, um, well, I love the analogy with backpack. I think that is great. Putting all the stuff in the keeping, carrying all of that with you. Yeah. I mean, what if, 
we were able to take those things out one at a time. Um, my kids are, I, I don't know if your kids are experiencing this right now, right now too. My kids are in middle school and they have to carry all of their books on their back right now. They cannot use lockers. It's crazy. Yeah. And They're those Chromebooks heavy. are heavy. The, the Chromebooks Chromebook are heavy. heavy. The binders, the everything, right? Mm -hmm. So I think about like that backpack, like what if we were able to take things out of the backpack one by one, we would feel lighter. We would feel more expansive. And like you said, you know, when we are willing to have the emotion, it's just an emotion, right? Yeah. And what you said too, they are, your emotions are there to their information, right? Yes. You need the anger. The anger mm -hmm. is a teacher, right? So we yes. don't want to stuff it back at the bottom, you know, all those crumpled pieces of like their permission uh -huh. slips and all that end up at the, at the bottom of the backpack. Yep. We want to let them out and, you know, so that we can feel lighter, we can feel more expansive and so that we can be more connected, right? When we are more connected with, um, with source, with the universe, mm -hmm. with our higher self, we, that's when we're more creative. Like you talked about earlier, that's when yeah. we're more creative. We can create, come up with solutions rather than, you know, keep, keep like pushing against the problems. Sarah, this has been an amazing conversation. I'm so glad it was so well worth the wait. Definitely. Yes. Definitely. So can you tell us about a time in motherhood that felt at, at that when you either okay overcame something or you achieved something that just felt impossible initially? Well, one of the things that I think for a long time I thought was going to be impossible was like getting anywhere on time. <laughs> <laughs> but I am at this point early for things. And I've had friends look at me and go, like, who are you and what did you do with the Sarah that I knew four or five years ago? Right. Um, and being able to just bring more calm into mm. getting my kids places mm -hmm. because it was such this, oh, just, I don't even like to think about that rush that it felt like to get the kids together and get them out of the house. And I was always yelling and I was always, it was just, just ugly. And it was when I was still working, I had one hour in the morning to spend with them Monday through Friday. Right. And it was a miserable hour. Like yeah. it was just so ugly. It was so heavy. And like, you know, my, I can't imagine that it made a good start for their day either. Right. Exactly. And being able to take care of my own emotions around all the other things that are going on in my life and to be able to not have to pass that on to them. They don't mm, need my beautiful. stress. Beautiful. Right. Right. They don't need my stress. And so the more I can come to them as an open and available mom, mm -hmm. yet still they see me, they see mom go through and have these emotions and do tapping and know that they can experience me being sad or being angry, but know that I am going to be totally there and available for them, you know, in a little while. Right. So sometimes I just say, mommy has to be sad right now. But giving that them that emotional education of like, it's okay to feel this way. Yeah. It's okay to be sad. Right. It's okay to be angry sometimes, but we, we take care of it. I don't, yeah. I, need to get out of this habit. I want to kind of, my instinct is to say, deal with it. 
Right. But right. in dealing with it, I think I feel like dealing with it was the sticking it in this bag on our back. Mm, right. Whereas taking care of the emotion looks very different. That's what true self-care mm, looks like. That is, is beautiful. Taking care of those emotions. That's beautiful. I love that story. And oh my gosh, I, I completely relate with that getting anywhere on time. Yeah. <laughs> that morning we're yeah. like, you, you want everything to just go be smooth and, 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 and it mm-hmm. doesn't. I love that. That's beautiful. So Sarah, how can our listeners find you? Sure. I love to spend most of my social media time on Instagram at mm-hmm. Sarah Whiteside 19 and it's Sarah with out in H. Um, they can also grab my freebie, which is, um, it has several different topic areas for online business owners in ways that you can use EFT in. And if you have listeners that are non-business owners, it is a great, the first few pages are really great as a reminder of how to do it, how to do the setup statement and frequently asked questions. Um, So they can find my freebie at sarahwhiteside.com slash freebie. The website is not quite ready yet. It is under design, but I'm hoping maybe even by the time that you launch this podcast, may be ready. So it's coming very soon. Okay, perfect. That sounds amazing. And like you said, whether you are a business owner or not, the, the, uh, the actual, um, the, the, uh, the, the, how to do it, how to do the tapping. Yeah. That's what everybody yeah. and wants there to know. Like, how, how mm-hmm. do I do this? Mm-hmm. And there are some videos that come through with it. So, perfect. um, they'll, sometimes I like to send video emails. Sometimes it's, you know, there are some links in the PDF that take you to some demo videos as well. Okay. That is so great. Sarah, this has been amazing. Thank you so much for taking the time and for dropping so many gold nuggets throughout this episode. Thank you so much, Tracy. Okay. Goodbye for now. Thank you for listening to the Vision Driven Mom podcast. Now, if you haven't already, go ahead and download the High Vibe Toolkit. It's a mom's guide for taking yoga off the mat and into your life. You'll learn how to create your own unique toolkit full of tools for raising your vibe quickly and getting yourself out of a funk in record time next time you find yourself in one. Because funk happens, right? You'll learn how to tap into your inner mentor to cultivate more joy, more connection, and more harmony in your life as you return to your natural high vibe self. You'll raise the vibe in your home as you reclaim your own inner vibe. Now, this is the only guide designed to help moms who want to feel alive keep their yoga vibe flowing both on and off the mat, no matter what comes next. So download the High Vibe Toolkit at www.highvibetoolkit.com and reclaim your inner vibe. Anything is possible, even in the midst of motherhood. Goodbye for now.